Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Parent Q Live, the dad edition. Carlos Whitaker hanging out with you guys. And I'm really excited about today's conversation. It's a conversation, again, with our friend John Acuff and also a new friend, Kevin Jennings. Uh, Kevin is a new dad. And when I say a new dad, I'm talking pretty brand spanking new. And so the conversation today is going to be about that and around that. Now, if you're a seasoned father like myself or a grandfather even, um, this conversation still will be relevant to you guys. We're going to dive into just kind of what it looks like, the chaos of transition between being completely and totally independent and selfish in all of your time as a married couple and as a dad to, oh my gosh, now there's a human being that I have to make sure lives to another day. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's going to be a super fun conversation. Moms, if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking again, well, I'm not a dad, you guys will be able to peek into the minds of a father as well. So without further ado, let's just hop into the conversation with John Acuff, Kevin Jennings, and myself, your host, Carlos Whitaker. So my question is, What's your go-to guilty pleasure fast food? Not including Chick-fil-A or like Zaxby's because that's upper end. Yeah. Um, but I mean... That is upper end. I mean the kind where you eat it in your car alone in a parking lot. Like you don't even go into the restaurant. You're like, you know what? I'll just sit right here by the dumpster because that's how I feel. But this, Or like before you get to somebody's house, like you're around the corner and you won't even throw the bag away in their house. Why like, I'm freaking out right now is because... I've had this lonely moment where I thought I was the only person that now, does and this. Most of the time when I drive from Nashville to Orange, there's a stop I make. It's uh, it's the one. It's like Manchester. No, it's Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh. South Pittsburgh. Yes. South Pittsburgh. Because yes. they've got everything. They've got, they got pizza and it's just a little, yeah. little hollow yes. full of terribleness. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Mine is... Mine is uh, Taco Bell. McDonald's. Like, oh, really? Yeah. See, McDonald's to me is so Americana. I know. No, do you? Mine's mine's even grosser than both of your guys. What is it like? Del I, Taco no, or something? No, no. I will go to Crystal. And, like a sack? Get a and, sack? And, and I will get ten. <laughs> <laughs> With cheese or without? Without. And I get without onions. They're just, it's just soggy. Oh, hey, that's just my tile ringing on my yeah. phone. Don't don't mind that. Uh, and I get this soggy. Um, I, I I just eat them nice and soggy and warm and wet. No, but if you get that many, they're almost like potato chips, like hamburger <laughs> potato chips. But no, for me, like Taco Bell's the only restaurant where I order multiple meals. Like I don't go to McDonald's and go, give me a Big Mac with a side of quarter pounder. But when I go to Taco Bell, dude, I go grilled stuff, chicken burrito, okay. and then I go seven layer, and then maybe like if Why nobody's not? in the car, let's add a chalupa. Or like a quesadilla <laughs> or like, and, and now like I'll even go on the dessert side. I'll be like, give me some of those Cinnabon things that are filled with icing. Okay. I think that we just needed to record that because that no, was hilarious. No, great. We could stick that on at the end or whatever. Yeah. Perfect. Bonus. Bonus. You know, little, terrible little bonus dad extra. confessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Dad confession. Because <laughs> everybody's worried about dad bod. <laughs> actually, I think we should start this with that. Actually, dad bod is one, one of the things I've been dealing with. Actually, I'm doing my first uh, Spartan race. <gasps> Uh, in in sixty days because dad bought was sure. making up on me and I was like I gotta I need something. How I, old are you now? I'm thirty two. See, dude, the older you get, there's two things that happen. One, you realize you have knees. Like yes. I didn't think I didn't think <laughs> yes. about my knees Ever. the first forty years of my life. Yeah, forty one. You're like, what are these sounds? Yeah, what's that clicking? Yep. The yep. second thing is your metabolism is like deuces. Yeah, we're like it's in your twenties, you can think about yep. getting in shape, and your body's like, let me rearrange yeah. some of this. It totally happens, dude. It and it takes you longer and longer and longer each time. Like, cause I'll go through this where I'll dig a little hole, like a little bit of queso hole, yep. or like yep. dig a little like winter. The problem is winter, you wear sweaters. Oh yeah. Summer, you're tucking this this oh, shirt yeah. in. You're like, yeah. I can't have a belly. 
winter, it's like, come on, hoodies, yeah. big, hoodies. big, comfy yeah, hoodies. Knows. Yeah, down Grow coat. Beer. Nobody can Grow tell beer. a down coat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that, dude, I get it. I the, get it. The other day, I, we were doing yard work outside. The whole family was doing yard work. Kids were in the front yard doing yard work. Heather's in the garage. I was in the backyard. Had my shirt off. Sienna was blowing with the blower. She walks up to me and sticks the blower in my belly. And I've never seen my belly move like that. <laughs> it's like suddenly when you get older too, like your skin get gets looser. And yeah. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, this is horrible. So it, I immediately like just had salads for the next few days. But uh, Okay, last question. Yeah. What's your, it's like, okay, I'm going to eat too much of something. Like what's your go-to? I'm going to eat too much of it. Probably, it, it's always for me, it's cereal at 11 p.m. Like what's, it's, what's it's cereal? Which uh, uh, crunch berries. Yeah, crunch berries. I like a golden graham. Oh, okay. It's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you it, eat too much of? It's, uh, well, if it's going to be cereal, it's going to be either Captain Crunch without crunch berries. Oh, okay. Or it's going to be, uh, what was it, the one with the, was it Golden Crisp? Like the, like the little, yep. Yep. with the bear on it? With the po- oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sugar yeah. Smacks? Sugar Smacks. Sugar Smacks. Sugar smacks. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. That is so hard. Sugar is the first it is, word. It is, it is the hardest thing. I'm like, I'm like, I've eaten an entire thing of this in two days. Dude, that's yeah. so, I'm getting that next time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, forgot I forgot that existed. About the milk when you're done. Oh. Oh. No, for so me, good. it's queso. Like chips and queso. Like that's my go-to. Or sushi. Like if I'm around sushi and it's like there's a lot of sushi, you're I'm just not, throwing it down. I don't leave to walk around the rest of the party. I'm just yeah. standing there <laughs> like. Well, oh. well so the, the incredible thing about this conversation is, you know, John and myself are really – really setting you up for failure here, Kevin, because Ke- Kevin is uh, on the podcast today with us uh, and you're, you're a newer dad than we are. That's right. So you had a baby like today, today, I have an 18 month old daughter with 19 month old daughter and um, rookie status is real. Well, and I mean, you're entering a Spartan race because you're just beginning to see the glimpses of the dad bod. You haven't hit full, full like, on, full on like shoulders yeah. hurting and like knees. I and was hips born and- in the darkness. <laughs> So, 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 I mean, let's just, let's just start off talking to you for a second, bro. Like you're, you're in the middle of the mess right now. I What's mean, been the biggest is, surprise? Yeah. First 18 months, biggest surprise. Surprise. Ooh. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, this, it's twofold. I mean, one, I think is just seeing what happens to your wife makes you, makes you see everything differently for women. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I mean, I, you might just kind of with talking to Jeff, just saying, Hey, all right, first of all, you have a empathy for your, you know, with women in general, because you're raising a daughter. That's one thing. But I saw a human Ooh. come out of another human. And people are like, oh, it's, so, it's magical. It's like, I was, I freaked out. So my story is this. So at one point <laughs> in, in the delivery room, I see this black tarry-like substance. And I'm like, what is that? And I was like, it's hair. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I, I just refused to watch birthing videos to prepare myself. So I was completely sure, caught yeah, off guard. Yeah, yeah. And you, like, you don't have to watch. <laughs> like, well, well, the well, more kids you have, the less you want to yeah. watch that next one. Oh, I'm, and I'm, I mean, it, was just, it just caught me off guard. So I think that just, that whole experience, when people are like, hey, and like, no, it's, it's, it's also very creepy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. When it's, people are like, "It's magical." The magic of childbirth. Oh, yeah, right. Get it's, it's out of here. Cre- the beauty. Yeah, so it's that, not like a baby unicorn is being born. <laughs> it was. It was. It was creepy. So rainbows. But, no. But the, I think the biggest thing on a personal level was just like the immediate loss of independence. So I mean, yeah. like, so so, yes. on, so our daughter was born on Martin Luther King Day um, in, in 2016, and that Saturday. My wife's water broke, but the baby's head was blocking stuff, so it was, it was, it was, it was no no contractions. So that morning, we get brunch with friends, and, uh, and my one of my buddies in town from Nashville brings his girlfriend, so we can meet her. So we get brunch that night. We get gelato and pizza, uh-huh. and so like literally, we were hanging out. My wife's oh, like literally, my, my wife's like 
in full-fledged labor, we're like, hey, hang in Ashley. I don't feel anything. Let's keep yeah, going. Yeah. And and so we don't nothing happens for like 36 hours. And all of a sudden, like one day we're like hanging out on a Sunday doing nothing. And uh-huh. the next day we are sleeping every we know, we're working every two hours uh-huh. for the next six, eight weeks. So, so for me, it was like we're hanging out, getting gelato with buddies, getting brunch on a Saturday, hanging out all day Sunday, brunch. doing nothing. Br- brunch, the things parents don't do once you have newborns. Yeah. And, and, and then from there on out, we are up every two hours. And I did. And my wife we had a postpartum, um, and so like I was doing all the nights by myself for yeah. like the first two months. So I, it was just like we just getting gelato, and like we are not. We haven't slept in three weeks. It was just the weirdest. I feel like somebody teleported me to another dimension. Yeah, and I think I I remember I always tell people when you're single. And then you get married, it goes from me to we. Like in a layer of selfishness gets rubbed off. Sure. And then when you go from married to having a baby, it's like me to we to them. And another layer gets Ooh. off. And I, I mean, an example of that, like, so further down the road, when they stop taking an afternoon nap and only do a morning one, oh. you're like, what the? Like, and it's only an hour yeah. and a half on a Saturday, and you go, that doesn't matter. But if you're a dad, like, yeah. that was an amazing hour and a half that all of a sudden your wife will just one day be like, oh, she doesn't do that anymore. You're like, well, can we try harder? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, she doesn't do that. Like, yeah. we didn't talk about it. Yep. And so, yeah, I, well, and the idea of, yeah, you're right. Think That's a funny list someday because we should do some lists for this show, like things you don't get to do as a parent and like brunch. Because <laughs> let's be clear, brunches, you slept in and then ate a meal yes. between meals. Yes. Like, yes. like yes. neither yes. of those things is, I remember I have a friend of mine and they didn't have kids. They do now. But we saw her at like Nordstrom's and she was like, oh, I'm buying an outfit for my husband. We like to buy each other outfits for Easter. And me and my <laughs> wife were like, that means you don't have kids. Like, <laughs> totally. there's no like, can there's... you imagine like having time to go to Nordstrom and buy out an outfit for your like, that's not happening. No, it's so good. No, I, I love that. You know, um, and, and then it goes from from the nap phase to and, and it will. And, you know, Kevin, people tell you this all the time. Obviously, it goes by so fast. But now we're at the at the phase now where we can leave all our kids at home and go out. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll leave them for eight hour stretches. Mm. And suddenly it's and like, other parents are like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like that's amazing. <laughs> and suddenly it's like, I can't believe you're there. But then you're there, you know, so fast. But then you're also there where I texted Jenny before we recorded this, my wife, and said, hey, can I take you to dinner on such and such date? Because I'm an amazing husband. And um, she was like, well, you know, our Ellie has a birthday that night, so we'll have to figure out carpool. And so, yeah, you do get more independence, but in some ways you get less in that. Yeah. I know Wednesday night is youth group. Yep. Sunday night is, um, you know, no, Sunday night is youth group. No, Sunday night is Bible study. Wednesday night is youth group. Wednesday afternoons are tr- uh, cross-country meets. Oh, yeah. And so you start, even if you're a family that's deliberate about not having your kids in 17 activities, oh, sure. it just adds up. Yeah. It well, does. yeah, so for us, you know, um, Wombaland and and preschool ministry is a big gift to us. Oh yeah, I mean because oh, yeah. We, Sunday morning is like a date. I, we, Hold we, on, have you done it? Have you done it? We, have you dropped wait, the kid off? Wait, when you left and <laughs> left church, have you done it? Not yet. Not oh, yet. Not did yet. you do it? Oh, we would do it all the time. And go get breakfast. <laughs> and go get breakfast. <laughs> yeah, but let me be. Let me be real honest. Was it <laughs> guest speaker <laughs> only, or was it whenever? Uh, it was, well, it like, got, are you sitting there and you see Andy not walk up on stage at church and you're like, adios, guy from Texas? <laughs> My wife, when I was working. Working at Buckhead Church would drop the kids off and just go. She would just go to Starbucks. She would just like leave. And I mean, why not? You know, sorry, Jeff Henderson, if you're listening to this. Yeah. No, that's no. I don't think we've thought about it yet. I mean, my wife wants to go to church so bad. She's like, yeah. ah. we brought Art into um, church the first time. I remember in. And she had just gotten mobile and comfortable and pe- around people, but she just was so giddy and just like climbing about, like climbing over like a jungle gym. And it was like, this is not going to work. Hey, and so 
talk to us about somebody. Either of you two, answer me the question of the the fear you get every time you see a number pop up on on, on the screen during the you know during, is it is it my kid is it my kid and then people are going to see you get up and have to leave because your kid's like the one that's screwing parent. it up. I spend actually I spend the first five minutes we get the card memorizing the number so I don't have to glance down so I look like me like. Like it's a restroom break. I'm just gonna hop up like it's a restroom is break. It, is it still a number thing? Like it's, I don't know. It's my still, kids are still old. a number. Still oh, a number is. thing. Yeah, still a number if thing. If there's an app now, you no, know, they, they, yeah. no, they give you a card still. They still throw the sticker on the back of the kids uh, shirt. Tag them. Tag them. Tag them. Tag them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, so it's, it's been a, it's been a wild journey, but I think it's been it's been um man, it's just been eye opening. I I do feel like there's so so many things that uh, dads, moms, there's none of us talk about. I mean, maybe my mom. I mean, your parents become so consumed with you having a baby so you can have a grandkid uh-huh. that they leave out every gory detail of what you were like as a kid. So I kind of <laughs> yeah. felt a little bamboozled. Well, but I'm curious because this episode is kind of, you know, new parents, new, yeah. new dads. What do you think? So Carlos and I were at your stage 10, 15 years ago. Yep. What do you think's different for a new dad? I'm a new dad and it's 2017, 18, 19, whatever. And what's different now than it was 10 years ago? You know, I, I, well, growing up, I think for me, neither one of my parents – their, what they did for escapism to get their mo- their breaks and their yeah. peace was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Because even their moments of peace, let's say it was a television my mom wanted to watch it, I just didn't like. I mean, my mom liked some shows I just like, in Heat of the Night, I just really didn't like that show. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was just the undercurrent. That was kind of like Law and Order early. Yeah, it, was, it, yeah. was just, it was just, the, yeah, I just didn't like it. <laughs> and, 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 it's like, and so her relaxing was still kind of family time, though. It was uh, like, hey, yeah. like, we could sit in her presence, maybe be quiet, maybe sure. like, give her the moment. But for me and my wife, like, we can totally vanish. Like, I mean, I, I know I caught myself a couple of times on my cell phone and I was like, man, I can, I mean, I can like be, be physically there and like just disappear. And I think that's, yeah. I think it's a big thing that for us, like, you know, I've had a smartphone for quite some time now and, and, and technology and social media, I got it in college. And so for me, I can just kind of vanish. I think it's one big part of it. I think it's just different that mm-hmm. it's just so prevalent in our, in our home. Like right. We don't have, we, know, we don't, we don't have house phones. We don't really, we don't have cable. Like we have Netflix, Hulu, that kind of thing. Um, I think the other part of it is just uh, because of I think just how jobs work. Like I think yeah. for, you know everybody works in community, but for us, you know, we we moved here just for my job. Wow. And, we, and so for us, we don't have the the, the community bonds. Yeah. And so we we're kind of a little more on an island than I mm-hmm. think. Well, here, you in haven't years been past. here a long time. Well, but I also I also think I think just once upon a time people were in closer proximity to people they had relationships with mm-hmm. when they were entering in this phase. Like, oh, we're having babies. We got to go back home or mom yeah. and dad come to us. And and we don't really have that. Um, I think that's another thing. At least from my perception, yeah. that, that feels a little bit different. Um, and there's too much information. I, th- I think, oh, I mean, good. like, we are a blog search that's away true. from getting 30 options on any topic at any moment. Well, that's notice. like the WebMD culture of, like, our baby is yeah. almost dead. Yep. But, but they have a scratch. Yep. But it's, it's, it's the... 100 top car seats yeah and, 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 well and, and, by the way like they're one, all the same safety level right. like <laughs> i i always tell people that like it's not like the expensive ones don't kill your baby right and, and the, the cheap ones do yeah. they all have to pass it like yeah. now bells and whistles don't get me wrong sure. and like i would if you're a new dad overspend on an umbrella stroller we like bought the ten dollar one that yes. they have like a thousand of <laughs> yeah and i hated it, it the yeah. folding it up sucked Things and it was rusty now. and like oh yeah i want like if i could go back i'd go dude i know it sounds silly drop the two hundred dollars <laughs> on the like nicer umbrella, umbrella stroller because you're gonna touch that thing a thousand way times. more than the big one yeah way, <laughs> way more, more than the big than one. one like that's yeah. your go-to yeah. it's like it's like a pair of shoes that are like classy enough to wear out but are like comfortable like you and so like you get opinions i would say the idea of comparison like 10 years ago 15 years ago and carlos and i were doing this 
our wives couldn't compare their their motherhood yes. to everybody else's motherhood. There were no hashtags. There's no Instagram. Yeah. There was no like gender reveal parties that had to be amazing. Yeah. There were no like first birthday parties that had to be gigantic. Like they they were just. I mean, we still found ways to compare ourselves. Just wasn't as prevalent. Yeah. One of our good friends spent over two thousand dollars on their kid's first birthday party. Wow, man! And, and, did and they get a pony though? Because that's I mean, probably I mean, some bank. I mean, but but it's just so cool to see how much kids don't give a crap. No, I mean, at all. Or, or they don't care at all. You could have put that kid say. in that corner over there for a dollar <laughs> and given him a balloon, <laughs> and he would have been like, it's, yeah, it's happy. eerie. Yeah, it's eerie. What about you, Carlos? What do you? What do you? From what do you see? Gosh, you know, I, I do see. I see a lot of the comparison things. I mean, those are easy traps to fall into. I, I, I think for for us, where where we've fallen into is yeah, the the pace of life that that we go at now, just because of all the information that is accessible to us, we have to um, purposely slow down. And the way I mean, we we do it. We we have some things that we do to do that. We've got a a phone bag. Like at that at five p.m. It's it's just a paper bag, but all of our phones go into the phone bag, um, and my phone included. You know, and so as soon as as soon as it's well, it used to be as soon as it was bedtime for the kids. Now my kids are old enough to where we go to sleep before my kids go to sleep now. Yeah. So it's just different now. But we've got the phone bag, which has developed some habits for us to where again we're not we're not finding ourselves as much as we used to just staring at our devices, just staring at, um, that is what is completely different. I think, I mean, I just, I look back at when, so Halo was, you know, 14 years ago. Uh, well, first of all, let, let's just talk about like, we did like baby Einstein and all that was that woman invented this thing. She would just like roll, I don't know, tires in front of a camera and sold that thing to Disney for like $3 billion. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It, it, it was crazy, but that, you know, Technology has has you know just you know gone you know leaps and bounds and you know our kids now your kids are going to be I mean I, I would say now probably your eighteen month old knows how to probably oh yes swipe oh, 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 work oh, oh. swipe into she talks, she, talks, she talks to Siri she'll she she'll, she'll push yeah. the phone she's like that is she'll, insane. she'll start making noise and when Siri's like I don't understand she's burst out laughing like I did it I know how to make Siri yeah do but things. see that and that's the f- like the good side of that is a grandparent can FaceTime yes. or mm-hmm. a grandparent can see a snippet of a first grade performance yeah. so I mean I think that's the balance where and even like I'm not opposed to if you're in a doctor's office and your kid is freaking out and you go, here's the phone with yes. the game for five Come minutes. On. Like, I don't think we should judge. So, I, you know, it, that's the tension is that there's good things. There's there's bad things. I mean, but you didn't need a phone to, like, put your kid in front of a, you know, a, a two hour long yes. Clifford you yeah. know, episode. And you're <laughs> totally. like, all right, I'm out. Like, deal with Clifford. So it's, it is fascinating how it changes. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Kevin, um, so two daughters? Uh, just one. Just one daughter. I, one, I did pray for twins. But, oh, you did. But, okay. But my did. wife won that prayer battle. Well, yeah. one daughter. Did you grow up with brothers or? I did. Okay. I did. I'm the I'm the oldest of three. Okay. Uh, you have a younger brother, twenty months younger, uh-huh. and I have a half sister. She's uh she's seven seven years. Okay. Younger. What 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 surprised you about being the father of a little girl? You know. Um. What came out of you that maybe you know? Were you were you nervous about raising a daughter in a different way than a son? I mean. In many ways, I think now having a daughter made me being maybe probably a little more comfortable with my ignorance mm. because I because I expected not know things. You know, I'm like yeah, I, the whole gender's a mystery. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I didn't. I, I don't understand your grandmother. I've I don't understand. I don't, I, don't, them, yeah. I don't understand your mother. So I'm very content not understanding. This I don't understand even had to clean you after your diaper changed. Like which you know, there's yeah. cracks everywhere. Oh my god, I'm learning a lot of new things, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I think it's made me a little more comfortable with it, um, with my ignorance. But I. I if anything, it made me more intentional too. I'm a little more mindful, like I, you know, like the whole, you know, uh, 
Meg Meeker, strong father, strong daughter thing. Like, hey, don't overcompliment their looks. And you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just a little bit more mindful than I probably would be with a, with a son. I think I'd be a little bit more on autopilot right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but it, it does make me feel. Um, it's made me want to be a better better guy though, a better person. Yeah. I just say, hey, you know, I, I I am modeling for her the kind of guy that one oh. day she, I hope that she'll find. No, you you are you and, and here's what's crazy for where I'm at now. So I've got a 15 year old who suddenly, um, I mean suddenly. You know, we're talking about dating, mm. you know, and I, I always had, I had all these rules. I had like, oh no, they're not going to date until they're in my head when they were babies. I was like, oh, you know, 14, because that sounded so far away. And then 14 hit and I was like, nope, it's not 14. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we, we keep moving this thing. But, but next thing I know, I've got, I mean, she's a sophomore, Carlos, let's be honest. In three years, she's going to date whoever she wants to. So now I've got to step into a season where I'm like, okay, let's, let's actually do this together. <laughs> Let's figure this out together. And so, you know, to prepare for that stuff before, mm. um, I, cause I kind of definitely have been Heather pointed out the other day, you've ignored this and I have, I've ignored it because I didn't want to think about it. And now I'm faced with the reality of I've got a 15 year old, almost 16 year old who, you know, let's face it. It's great. She loves, she loves boys and she thinks they're beautiful and you know, she's gonna, she's gonna date them soon. And so, um, as hard as it is to admit, I've got to get to the, you know, just, a, a safer space in my head with that. You know, it's, that's my question for the two of you. One thing I, I, I would love to use the opportunity for is just to kind of, I mean, as, as fathers of daughters, um, what are some things you feel like you did well during the early, this early season that you think, you know, you would pass along saying, hey, here's something I did that actually, I felt really worked for me. It might have stumbled into it, it might be my personality, but something I did early on that really felt helped me maintain a relationship or strengthen it. And then recently you feel like, hey, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would at least attempt to do this one thing differently because um, I'm, I'm coachable, guys. Yeah. I'm coachable. Well, I, I just think the, I don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. There's the there's always a temptation as a parent to when they express an interest, overwhelm that interest. So mm. it's mm. you know like I remember when my youngest daughter was like, I like art. There's this temptation to be like every birthday it's art supplies and Christmas <laughs> and like just because you're like kind of tired of trying to guess who they are and you want to like you're now an artist, 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 artist. So the balance between fostering a passion they have versus overwhelming. So, so that like, good. you don't want a 14 year old who's burned out on gymnastics. Cause they're like, you made me get up at 3am every day. Like I yeah. hate this. Hmm. So I think, you know, giving them the space it's equipping, but not forcing. So like equipping them to become who they want to be, but not rushing it, forcing it. The other thing, I think the best thing we've done is we didn't fast forward their childhood. And so, like, I remember a friend of ours for a six-year-old's birthday party, it was, like, high school musical theme, which is fine, except high school musical wasn't written for six-year-olds. And so, like, I know it's dorky, but I'm a big proponent against um, doing, like, oh, this is my five-year-old. He has a girlfriend. Like, that mm. kind of language. What I always tell people, you can fast-forward childhood. You can't rewind it. So asking them to act older than they are or giving them labels or, like, stuff like that, I know we think it's cutesy because it's, like, it's yeah. like seeing a dog wear clothes. Like it just doesn't, but like in the long run, I, I won't, I only have one shot at six. I only have one shot at seven. Like they have the rest of their life to be adults. Like they don't have to be adults right now. Yeah. Mm. No, that, that's good, man. You know, I, I, I know I look back and I think I, I can think of a lot of things I did wrong. Um, you know, that, that I would change, you know, that I would change now. And I, I think, you know, I think my daughters are old enough to even hear this and, and go, yeah, dad, Remember when you, you know, and so, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I've, we've got lists of them. And, you know, I think one of the things I learned really speaking into, into what John was talking about, um, about not over pursuing 
you know, their, their interests, you know, not really shoving them into spaces. This is an example, actually not with my daughter, with my son, um, Losiah, he is, he's tiny. He's 11 years old, but he's, he, he's about as tall as like a regular nine year old. And last year he wanted to play football and he was all about playing football. And I was like, buddy, you, you know, like give, there's some real big kids out there and it was just flag football, but still really big. And so he plays it. I never had the conversation with him if he liked it or not. I just kind of assumed he did. And so we never had the conversation. So I signed him up again this year. And uh, last week was his first practice. And he moved up in A's division. But he hasn't grown at all. And now he's got kids on his team that are taller than his father. And so he's out there. And I'm <laughs> Instagram storing the whole thing. I mean, he's tiny. But he's out there. He's working. You know, he's running left and right. And so I'm telling him how proud I am. Oh, sorry, I'm so proud of you. You're such a great football player. Like, you've got the hustle and the heart. Well, then, that was the first practice. We have the next practice on Friday. We're driving there. And all of a sudden he goes, Dad, my stomach hurts. And I was like, what do you mean your stomach hurts? He's like, Dad, I don't know how to tell you. I don't want to play football anymore. And I was like, and I could have gone the direction of, no, you signed up, you played, but this is what he said. Winners never quit. Yeah, yeah. This is what he said. He goes, you didn't ask me if I wanted to play football this year. You just signed me up. So we pulled the car over, had a 10-minute conversation. I said, buddy, I'm not going to be disappointed. Just tell me, do you want to play or no? He's like, no. And so I said, okay, cool. Let's go get some ice cream. So we, we <laughs> went, and he's not playing football this season. But, again, that's me over um, – th- that's me guessing and shoving my child into something that he didn't even want to do, you know. And so I know I've done that with my girls. And that's just something to be careful of, you know, is mm. not putting our our dreams and expectations. Of, you know, it's not like I never thought he was going to be in the NFL or anything like that. But I definitely was like, no, like, you know, my, my it's kind of cute that my little Korean son is playing football. There's something cute about that. Well, that's me – doing it for me you know yeah but what, what's interesting about that is he stuck it out for a season yeah like so i know it's i we're the same with our kids we're like there's there's a time to quit something you yep. know i tried it i don't like it and yeah. there's a time to go i've only tried it once right. let me see if i like it absolutely um and i think that that's what's neat about it is that's that like he gave yeah. it he gave it his all for a season that's and what like, he told me <laughs> yeah i did it for a whole season yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're right. you know what's funny though you know it's a great topic and and we should talk about it like on every episode is being okay with your kids not being great at something. Yeah. Like, cause like that's, that's a reality. It is. Like your kids going to suck at stuff, like yeah. maybe a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like, and a lot of times they're okay with it faster than the parent is. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. having a good time. It's like, yeah, I didn't win the gymnastics tournament. I got to see my friends and we had like Cheetos yep. and yeah. you're like, yeah, but I think if you work a little harder. And so like, especially so type A parents, that's so me because being willing for them to suck is yeah tough that's good well, i'm glad i'm getting this advice now because one of the things that i told i would tell adults who are like well how do you go about your childhood I was like, well, one that really made me mad was i felt like so many adults around me when i was growing up never told me that the guy on the, uh, the team playing basketball was practicing outside of practice <laughs> and so and so i would kind of practice and all the other guys got better it's like, like man man you're, you're really naturally gifted <laughs> and and I, and, I, and, and then and i was i had a, i was always really fast yeah i was always very athletic sure but it bummed me out. I was like, man, these guys are so much better than me. And I just thought it was just, I thought, hey, he's yeah. blessed. Yeah. God's he's blessed. blessed. God anointed him with a jump shot. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and when I got older, I was like, he just put time in. Yeah. It, almost, it made me a little angry. Because I was like, me, okay, well, maybe I don't get an NBA. But I have no idea what I was capable of because no one ever told me, but hey. But that's even another hey, part Kevin, of the conversation. You got to put work yeah. in. Like, it, it, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, everybody's just not quote unquote better than you. Cause they're just born with it. Well, that's a cause and effect. Like when your kid is slow in a sport to say not in a hurtful way, but like, Hey, that there's a good chance that that, that boy runs 
on the weekdays. Yep. Like mm-hmm. he runs after school and he yep. works on his stamina and, and you haven't. And so like, it's the same. The problem is you end up saying things that you're supposed to hear like yeah. that. So if Carlos and I, we both have books coming out, like if they sell less well than we want, somebody could say to me, well, remember, like you said no to a lot of podcasts and you should have done da, 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 da. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh yeah, that's right. So the cause and effect of they practice hard all summer. Yep. So they could ball hard all fall or whatever right, that Kanye right. line is. Well, and, and and that line I think for me, so it's but that's been a big defining moment for me as an adult though. Like yeah. me recognizing, okay, hey, let me put the time in and see what happens next. Yeah. If I don't put the time in, if I put the time in, if it doesn't come out, that's a very different situation. So I think for me, because of that personal experience, without what you just what you just said to me, I probably would have leaned harder into art and said, hey, 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 look at that. We don't give up because I've been thinking. Someone didn't tell me yeah. about the the value of hard work, and I'm going to make sure you get this point. But that's a that's a parent cliche that's actually true. The idea of like, if you tried your hardest, that's what matters. There's things I do in life that I don't control. Like, uh-huh. I don't control if a million people buy my book. I just don't. I don't control if Kathy Lee Gifford sees it at the doctor's office. But I control, will I work as hard as I can for the next six months? Now, is it still disappointing at the end of the six months? It is. Yeah, you should still feel that hurt. Yeah. But it feels better faster if I can know. I called in every favor. I did everything I could. Yep. I wrote a million articles. I emailed everybody. Like hard work. That that's one of those parent cliches that you know, giving your best, doing your all, whatever. That does matter. Yeah. No, that's good. No, that's good. Um, guys, this was good. Th- this was this was actually epically random, yet yet really pointed. I, I think we've landed on some good truths. Hopefully, if you're a uh, a new dad out there. Um, just follow on Kevin on all his social medias and just watch him um, figure it out slowly but surely as well. And uh, we've enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully you guys have as well. And thanks for hanging out. What a great conversation with John and Kevin. Um, I tell you what, uh, give yourself some grace, dads. I mean, th- that's just a simple cue. You know, if you're a new dad, and you're just still like, what in the world is happening? What is going on? Give yourself some grace because, listen, nobody knew what to do the first time. And so if you're new, a dad, do that. And then also uh, realize this. This is another cue for you dads. Um, you're, you're never going to have more control than you have right now, right? So, you know, you, you've you got some control in your child's life. Use it. You use, use that control that you have because as your kids get older, you get less and less of that. And then also, I, I love the simple, you know, we, we started talking about that dad bod a little bit. Don't let the dad bod get too out of control. You know, um, you've got you've got ways that you can you can pull that off. And so um, I, I love the conversation. I love the way it shifted and it moved and it bobbed. And hopefully you guys did as well. If you enjoyed the conversation, please, please share this with uh, with a friend of yours, with another dad. I would love to start seeing these dad episodes start to gain some traction because I know I know there's a lot of dads out there that quite simply, um, don't have these conversations a lot. They just don't. We internalize these things. And this is a great way for us to, again, try to parent as a father on purpose. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Share these things. And if you if you don't mind, leave a review on iTunes as well. It really helps us as well. We're going to have the show notes at theparentq.org. Thanks for hanging out with us on this dad edition of Parent Q Live.